0: Hallelujah. Isn't God good? He is so kind, and I'm so pleased to see you out on a Friday night. You know, it just gives my heart so much joy. Each week, Fridays and Sundays, I walk in this place, and the love of God is just so tangible, uh, flowing through people, which is beautiful. We've been praying right from the beginning that uh, by this shall all men know that we are his disciples, that we love one another and it becomes really obvious and I'm so grateful but I love too to watch the heart and the hunger for people to connect with God and worship him, hallelujah, you know you don't just love him, you, you really enjoy his company, you don't love him out of an obligation, you, you like him. You enjoy his company and it becomes so obvious to watch you worship and it, I know it blesses the heart of your father. You know, so Sometimes we can get familiar with worship. We can just go through the motions and, and enjoy the atmosphere. But you know, there's so much more when we actually deliberately engage, focus deliberately on who we are worshiping. You know, actually, if you looked at um, the the time that we spend in worship, very often, you know, my thoughts will start to wander, and I'll be thinking about this or that. But I, I've learned the importance of bringing them back into focus, taking captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Because I remember once being a uh, backup singer; I was on a worship team, and I was uh, on the microphones, concentrating on my harmonies and and trying to get it right because I was a music teacher and I like to get it right, you know. And I'm, I'm singing and thinking about the harmonies. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, who are you singing to? And I suddenly realized the words were coming out of my mouth. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice and actually, I wasn't even thinking about him. I loved him, but I was saying words that weren't actually to his face. It's a little bit like looking at someone saying, Oh yeah, I really like you, it's wonderful. Or, or if I was telling my husband, I love you so much, yeah, you're awesome. Yeah, you you mean so much to me. As you're looking at the television. or You know, the words may be real, but where it's something powerful that happens when you give your focus to him, when you fix your eyes on him. The, the mindset on him is life and peace. Hallelujah. And the reason that we like to take so much time in worship is it gives us opportunity to really engage with this one who loves us more than life. God speaking to us personally and us responding to him personally in a corporate setting is so powerful. It's how I was saved. I was, I was converted in worship. And I'm very conscious of that every time we come corporately to worship. That there are people who may in that moment be calling out to God saying, Help, I want to know you and having an encounter with God where they are being converted. I was just speaking with someone this week, um, Anna. I don't know if you're here, Anna. Are you here, Anna Watson? Hallelujah. I was speaking with Anna this week, and um, she was telling me a few years ago, she'd come in and she was in the worship And um, someone got up and prophesied that they'd just seen a vision of a party going off in heaven because someone in the congregation had just surrendered their life to Christ. And it was Anna. Anna knew exactly that was me because in worship, right at that moment, uh, the Holy Spirit had just done a wonderful work in her heart. And she, she was telling me this week, she said, it's so funny that God did that. And, and then I asked them to come forward. I called them out and she said, God knew something special that had happened. But he was like, quick, get up <laughs> before she could forget or lose. Not that you forget, uh, you know, an encounter with God, but that it would be sealed, that that would be made uh, at, From that point on, confessed in front of men, and and she went on from glory to glory and strength to strength. And I think that's so special. So we love to worship here. You are so welcome uh, to engage freely with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, I've had an interesting day. Um, Today and tomorrow, um, I have been at the uh, National Charismatic Catholic Renewal Conference and um, so I'm speaking tomorrow. I'm the only um, non-Catholic uh, speaking. They, the Archbishop gave special permission for me to come and preach the gospel. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord! I consider that a great privilege because I had a um, an opportunity to speak at a Catholic women's event last year, and um, and that came about as a prof- from a prophetic word that the Lord had given me about the charismatic Catholic uh, movement in Australia that had been picked up and then published in the Australian Catholic newspaper. And so they invited me to come. And uh, so many women were born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit, a deaf ear open. People were being delivered. And um, as a result, they... uh, their conference this year has been called Signs and Wonders. And, and uh, so I'm ministering tomorrow afternoon and i uh, got to have lunch today with the Archbishop. So if you can please pray for me. Um, I think, you know, it's exciting hearing some of the speakers today. Uh, one of the speakers, Mary Healy, she's been traveling with Randy Clark, was preaching on the will of God for healing and um, just good stuff. Hallelujah. And, and God is moving, God is speaking um, and the other was speaking about the, the necessity of being converted and I thought, hey, this is good stuff, hallelujah so I'm going to preach the gospel tomorrow and that's going to be fun, hallelujah I will, I will take every opportunity I get God willing, as the Lord leads to preach the good news of the gospel, hallelujah because God is so good and we want everyone everywhere to have the opportunity to respond to the message of Jesus Christ, the message of the Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. You're very quiet, but I think it's exciting. Hallelujah. God is good, you know. He is so faithful. You give him what you've got and he goes, woohoo, I'll take it and I'll use it for my glory and I stand in awe of God's goodness and his kindness. And watching what he's doing just continually amazes me how he can take anyone who is willing to say yes, Lord, and use them for his glory. And uh, I love watching this company of people just rising up and manifesting Jesus. You, are, you love very well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, it's a privilege and a joy. Wonderful Jesus. You know, you would have noticed that we were singing quite a bit in tongues in um, in the worship. Some people have a bit of a worry about that. Sometimes they think, well, well, there's no interpretation, what's going on? Sometimes there is. Sometimes actually when I'm singing up here in tongues, I've, people have heard me speaking in their own language, which has been really cool. It happened a little while ago. I was speaking in Samoan apparently, and saying over and over again, come rest in the bosom of the Father. Come rest in the bosom of the Father. Hallelujah. But, you know, we don't. Uh, we, when we're praying and singing in the Spirit, what I'm trying to get you to do is exercise that magnificent gift if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and realize the truth of what's happening when that's going on. Now, the Bible talks about praying in the Spirit. He who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself, builds himself up on his most holy faith. And we utter mysteries to God, and those mysteries are downloaded into our spirit. I'm right now uh, finishing up my manuscript for my new book, Life with the Holy Spirit. And and so I've been thinking and talking to the Holy Spirit and and praying. I really want to really want to get this right but as I've been thinking about the Holy Spirit and I've been also really moved more and more and more to pray in the Spirit you see the scripture tells us that we don't know how to pray when we don't know what to pray as we ought the Holy Spirit will pray through us hallelujah there are big things afoot there are some really big, glorious plans afoot. Can you feel it? I feel such a sense of expectation. It's beyond human rationale. I can feel it. Ooh, all the prophetic people, you, you feeling this? It's like, ah, something big and glorious is happening. Hallelujah. But as we are praying in the spirit, we are agreeing with God, praying the perfect will of God, the perfect prayers of God are being prayed through us. Hallelujah. And the more we pray, the more we are coming into agreement with God and coming into alignment with his will and seeing it established on earth. Hallelujah. We're being built up, we're being edified, but we're also having the Holy Spirit Pray through us for us, and I want you to become addicted. I do have an agenda, and uh, when we come to pray in the Spirit, and that is I want you to begin to feel the delight and the joy of the Holy Spirit beginning to intercede through you. As many Christians, you know, I think have not never prayed more than five minutes. At a time in the Holy Spirit. You know, they'll, they'll give it a go and they'll pray for a bit. But if you pray for a lengthy period, if you'd pray for 15, 20 minutes non stop, deliberately in faith, praying in tongues. You know, the Bible says that when we're praying in, in an unknown tongue, our mind is unfruitful. But if you are engaging in faith, deliberately believing what the Bible says is happening when you're praying in the Spirit, it goes to another level. If you're consciously believing that as I'm praying in, in the Spirit right now, out loud, if you're in your in your mind, you are consciously rem- remembering the spirit of god is praying through me about things i don't even know need prayer hallelujah if you're consciously engaging in faith about that if you're consciously in faith believing I am right now being edified and built up on my most holy faith. I am right now praying perfect prayers because the Spirit of God is praying the perfect will of God through me. You'll start to get excited. I find I make requests in my mind. I pray in my mind also while I'm praying in the spirit. And what I find happen is the gift of faith starts to connect with the requests I'm making in my mind. And I tell you, I start jumping and skipping with delight because I can I can just know the connection with the gift of faith and the requests I'm making is just happening and it's glorious. And this is something that... Um, Many Christians have taken for granted and have not actually understood. I've been uh, sharing for a little while now. I really believe the Spirit of God is awakening us, awakening the bride to the simple truths of the gospel so that we would take it from concept level into actual application. Where we wouldn't just know and agree about it, but we'd actually take it. Really apply it and see it manifested through us. Hallelujah. Where we take the word of God and not just receive it as a nice compliment. When the Lord speaks a rhema word to us, whispers something special to us, you read something in the Bible that leaps out at you. Anyone had the Holy Spirit speak to you through the word of God this week? Well, when he does that, or when he whispers in your ear, He's not just trying to give you a compliment to make you feel good, though it is lovely. He really wants you to take it, meditate on it until it becomes absolutely part of your identity, until it becomes so applied in your life that you are deliberately stewarding it. And if you will steward it, uh, if you'll be faithful with what He gives you, God will give you more. Hallelujah. And that's why I think it's a good idea to write some of these things down, to really get vigilant, to, to meditate on the truth of God, to apply what he's saying. And I think the same uh, is very much applied when, we, when it comes to praying in the spirit, when it comes to praying in tongues. If we understood the value of the gift that we've received, we would really begin to actually step in and, and use it. Most of the time, we are just forgetting the incredible gift that we've been given. If you really were fully consciously aware that open your mouth and pray, and you will pray the most powerful, perfect prayer from the God himself will pray through you, for you, you would do it every day. And you would consciously in faith come into agreement hallelujah my prayer is that that awakening would rock your hearts would so stir you that you would become one that would take what you've been given and use it for his glory hallelujah wonderful jesus so i've been thinking about the holy spirit and um as i've basically finished up the manuscript and feeling like oh there's always so much more that needs to be said how do you how do you write a book on the holy spirit how can he be contained in a book oh god help me this is going to be in print for a long time jesus help me and i think i was thinking about it right through the night as i was sleeping i'd find myself waking up thinking about it and um You know, we first introduced to the Holy Spirit when we read in Genesis about the Spirit of God hovering over the waters, over the face of the deep. We read about uh, the Holy Spirit being manifested in a bodily form in the, in the form of a dove when he comes and rests on Jesus. And it's a magnificent picture of the Trinity as you've got Father God speaking. This is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. You've got Jesus in the flesh and the the bodily form of the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove resting on him. Wow, magnificent. And then uh, you've got the picture of the Holy Spirit being manifested in fire and a mighty rushing wind. And then you have Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit as the helper, the comforter, the teacher. He speaks about him as a person that you can intimately relate to. And sometimes people get the idea that the Holy Spirit is just some sort of ethereal force. And yet he is all of this and he is a person. Hallelujah. And my heart's prayer is that the Holy Spirit would become so acknowledged in our lives that we would fully be able to receive the gift that we have in having the Holy Spirit walking with us. It's another one that we can too often take for granted. Now It says in John 14, verse 25, These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You know, the... The Holy Spirit, the Helper, who will teach us all things, who will remind us of all things. He's walking with us, wanting to comfort us, wanting to encourage us, wanting to speak to us. You know, I um, was just recently in Finland, and it was coming into summer over there, and I happened to have a lovely sunny day, and I had a, a day off to... Uh, walk in a garden which was beautiful and as i was walking uh, i was conscious of the presence of the holy spirit walking with me then just reminded myself he's right here with me and then i felt him this close cheek to cheek just speak to me whisper a promise to me and it was so precious because that's how i relate i'm i'm very much a physical touch type person. And I tell you, the Holy Spirit is affectionate. He knows exactly how to love you. And right close to me, he spoke to me and so comforted my heart as he spoke the promises of God to me. You know, the words of the Lord are true. They are faithful and true. Revelation chapter 19 verse 11 says this. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. Our God, who is called Faithful and True, is with you, to walk to you, to speak words that are true. If you ever hear a voice that doesn't have within it hope for the future, doesn't have within it the truth of the character and nature of God, you can know that that's not the Holy Spirit. He will speak to you words that are true. And his words are powerful. Sometimes they're not what I want to hear, but they always have embedded in them hope for the future because that's who God is. Hallelujah. I remember um, when uh, a few years ago we had difficulty um, with one of my children and it was a really awful situation and I hit the floor and I said, Lord, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And you might think, well, that can't be God. And I tell you what, I did not want to believe that was God. That's for sure. But I knew it was. And I'm thankful for it because I thought it was a a situation that would be resolved within a couple of days. But it took four years. But, you know, as the weeks and the months went on, I remembered those words. And I didn't remember it was going to get worse. I mean, it did. But I remembered, but it's going to get better. And it did. And then a few years later, I I was talking to the Lord, and he spoke to me again so clearly. He said, it's going to get better and better. And you know what? It did, and it does. This is how the Holy Spirit works. He comes to bring comfort. He comes to bring help. And you know, he knew how to prepare my heart for what was a difficult journey. But I had hope because the Lord is faithful and true. Hallelujah. And he is faithful and true to you. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants to manifest himself to you. Now, as as you allow yourself to become aware of the reality of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to enter into a relationship with God that will go way beyond an obligation to come and worship him. There's a delight that comes from intimately knowing him, from walking and talking with him. I remember at school we used to... Say the grace. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore. Amen. And uh, we'd say that you know, pretty much every week. But I never really understood until many years later, as I was listening to the audio Bible, actually, and hearing the Lord. Just one day in the car, I heard Paul sign off with... Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and forevermore. I went, oh, oh, God, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to know, I want to know the fullness of what it is to steward this gift of grace that we've been given it's by grace I've been saved through faith not of works lest anyone should boast. Hallelujah. I want to live in the reality of that grace, Lord. I thank you that as I exchange my sin, you exchange my sin, you give me your righteousness that I can believe by faith. That even if my heart condemns me, you are greater than my heart. That you are faithful and true that you say when I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I began to consciously think about what does it look like to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. These are the words of the one who is faithful and true. That means I am holy and dearly loved. As one who has responded to the gift of the Savior, I have become clean by the blood of the Lamb because I've put my faith that when I exchange my sin, He is faithful to give me in exchange His supernatural holiness, His divine nature and character, His righteousness. i become clean and I had to by faith begin to believe That I was clean. That I was righteous. And a lot of people. they, They know it conceptually. But God wants you to meditate on the truth. Until it becomes a reality. And a part of your identity. That you are the righteousness of God. In Christ. You couldn't be. The bride of Christ if you weren't. Because God can have no fellowship with darkness. He can't. Be unequally yoked. He tells us not to be unequally yoked. So the father's not going to unequally yoke his son. So he had to make the bride of Christ holy. So in order to be reconciled to God, not we're not just forgiven. My sins have not just been covered. My iniquity has been dealt with. My crookedness has been dealt with. I've been made new from the inside out. My very nature has been transformed so that I am now qualified to be joined to the one who is perfectly holy. Hallelujah. So now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, God wants us to walk around carrying it, aware of it. Consciously lining up our thinking with this reality, this truth, because the righteous are as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Without it, you will feel inadequate. Without it, you will feel disqualified and incapable of manifesting Jesus. But if every day you are walking around with a revelation in your heart, consciously dwelling on this truth, I am made clean and holy by the precious blood of the Lamb. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. We become the righteousness of God in Christ. It has to happen by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just don't live by their feelings. The just don't live... Um, hoping that this is true, that just live by a faith that is actively released and deliberately applied to a truth. Hallelujah. And that, that uh, we, we're called to not just have it in that conceptual realm, we're called to really take it and let it be a part of our everyday walking around life. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. Oh, this reality that you belong, that you're accepted, that you are beloved. That when God looks at you, he's absolutely in love with you. I remember years ago, the renewal was going on back in the mid-90s, and people were laughing and doing very strange things, and I really didn't know what I thought about it all. But, oh, my heart was stirred. I was hungry. I really, I was very sincerely hungry for more of God. I would, and I'd, so I'd go to these weird meetings. Often I would walk out halfway through because I'd be offended about something. I would. Um, and, but I'd come back again the next week because, I oh, just so want more. And you know what? God didn't look at me and get annoyed with me. He persevered. He loved me through it. Hallelujah. And he kept graciously drawing me back. And one day I was out the front. I was so serious about my faith. You know, oh, God, I'm, all these people being so irreverent. But I'm so, I'm so desperate for your fire, God. Give me fire. I want to see miracles. God, I, if I can't see what I'm reading about in the Bible, what am I doing? I'm desperate for you. I want your fire. I was genuinely sincere, seeking God with all of my heart, and but still being a little bit annoyed about these crazy people. You know, like, oh, trying to ignore them, trying to love them, but really not quite sure about what was going on. And I happened to have laryngitis, actually, at the time, and um, but I was out there, oh, I just wanted God. And that night at the altar, the Holy Spirit touched me, and I was slain in the Spirit, powerfully by the Holy Spirit, And the Holy Ghost was so strongly upon me. I started laughing and laughing and laughing. I couldn't understand what was going on. And then I turned my head, as I'm lying on the floor, turned my head, and I had an open vision. And I saw the face of Jesus. His eyes were looking at me. And they were so soft. Have you ever seen somebody that is ridiculously in love well these eyes were more in love with me than i have ever even imagined someone's eyes could look like they were looking at me just i don't want to be a but they were soppy like i was just i, I, I was so shocked because i felt like god loved me because he had to you know you're God and and you love me because you're obligated to love me because I have responded to you and I've done ticks the boxes and so you know I deserve you know to be able to partake of this truth because not because of my works but because of the the word of God I I've responded to you so you you do you love everybody I didn't ever think I deserved it, but I, I, I felt like he loved everybody. But he really couldn't possibly not be disappointed with me. I thought God must be always a bit disappointed with me because really it was me. And my idea of me was you know, always a little bit annoying like, just always doing something wrong, saying too much, saying the wrong thing, doing, ah, oh, I did it again. I'd get in the car after an event with my husband, and I'd say, okay, what did I say I shouldn't have said? Because I knew I would have said something I shouldn't have said. And he was never very picky or anything like that, but I was so hard on myself. And I saw all the time was feeling like I wasn't measuring up. And so, when I saw the eyes of God looking at me like this, He had no trace of disappointment. There was not one little bit of disillusion in His eyes. And my whole theology was completely undone. My idea that God was against me, well, I, you know, I knew He was technically for me, but probably just, you know, tolerating me was wrecked because I saw the truth. And the truth is he loved me completely. Interestingly, I'd been praying that during that season, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, the apostolic prayer, that I I would know the love of Christ, the past knowledge, that I'd be filled with all the fullness of God. And here he was answering my prayer just by a look. That reality of God's love for me has changed everything. Now, when I come to worship, even if my thoughts have been all over the place, if I find myself in worship drifting off and thinking about something else and then realize what I've done, I don't come back anymore with a sense of condemnation like, I can't believe you just spent five minutes thinking about that when you should have been worshiping. That used to be how I'd respond to myself. I'd be like, oh, terrible person, you know. I worship you are a hypocrite. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't have to do that anymore because of the revelation of the love of God. I find, oh, Sarah was, well, I don't know how I got there. Sorry, God. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Hooray. Ah, And I can immediately engage again face to face with him without fear, without shame, without guilt, without condemnation. Because I know I have learned that he is absolutely in love with me. He's not against me. He's not holding anything against me. He's looking at me, wanting to run towards me, wrap his arms around me and kiss me. And that reality is what has changed my life. If we walked around every day aware of the grace of God, I'm forgiven, I'm loved, I'm clean. Even if there's a sneaky thought trying to get in the back of my head that you're still a bit of a hypocrite, still a bit pathetic, still a bit not making it, I can say, who are you talking to? It's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Who will bring an accusation against him? I can think about this reality and then I can say, and I am so loved. I'm the apple of his eye. In him I live and move and have my being. I'm no longer separate from him. I have now been joined with him. I'm part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I've been joined to the one who is perfectly holy and made perfectly holy. Hallelujah. And I can walk around with this reality, this holy confidence that can look at other people and freely love them without the need of their affirmation coming back at me. I don't have to look at people and hope they accept me. I can look at people and really get excited at the hope that they might experience the peace and the love of God that I'm experiencing right now. Hallelujah. And the fellowship... Of the Holy Spirit, that were the word. They were the words that really struck me. Fellowship—that's real. It's not religious. It's real. It's true. The Holy Spirit—if He were just a force, how do you fellowship with a force? He is real. He is a person he is the power of god he is god the, per, the one uh, god in three persons the person of the holy spirit he is with me and he wants to teach me he wants to walk with me he wants to fellowship with me he wants to comfort me he wants to remind me of the words of jesus constantly he wants to reveal the father and reveal the Son to me, in ever-increasing ways. He doesn't, you know, sometimes we get the idea that the Holy Spirit is easily offended. And there's been teaching like that. You know, we, we see him in bodily form like a dove, and you can hear the teaching, you know, a dove, you've got to walk really carefully so the dove doesn't fly away. But actually, love is not easily offended, and the Holy Spirit is God, and God is love. And so we don't have to tiptoe around the Holy Spirit, we have to honor, we have to walk in holy fear. I've had encounters with the Holy Spirit's power that have left me speechless and unable to move. But the Spirit of God, he's not some timid bird, he is the hound of heaven. In that he comes after you relentlessly. Even when you are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He'll never leave you or forsake you. If you're having a bad day, the Holy Spirit doesn't go, I can't handle it, can't handle it. He doesn't. No, no. God, Father, protect me from her today. I can't. She's in a mood. (laughs) He doesn't do that. Oh, God, why have you forsaken me? He will never forsake you. And as you become aware of the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit... You can become more and more aware of his presence. Now, we must honor him. Hallelujah. We've got to walk in reverential awe and fear of God. And I tell you, as you learn to honor and you learn to submit to him, as you learn to recognize the power of his presence and the glory of who he is, you will manifest the power of God in more and more glorious ways. We're not he can be grieved the spirit of god can be grieved and i don't want to grieve the spirit of god but when he gets grieved he doesn't go and suck his thumb and leave you he's here to fellowship with you and he will love you when he's grieved he's not offended and pulling away like a human would pull away he's there jealously yearning oh, would love to help you I would love if you would turn to me, hallelujah and he wants to whisper words of truth to you, he is better at comforting us than anybody else you know a lot of us when we have a hard time we want to go talk to people, I'm a verbal processor, I like to talk to people because I like them to tell me something nice (laughs) poor Tom, I often tell him tell me something good And Tom's not hugely verbose when it comes to words. He's a man of few words. And he's like, something good, something good, okay. Bless him. But you know, the Holy Spirit is jealous to be the one who gives you comfort and hope when you're feeling discouraged. And he doesn't have it on a ration where it's like, nah, you really shouldn't need that. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows how you feel and he knows how to speak words to you. And he wants to lean close, cheek to cheek, comfort you. However you receive love, he wants to love you. He wants to fellowship with you. And I get so surprised. Every time I've got a little space in my room that I, I on the on the carpet where I spend a, a lot of time with the Holy Spirit. And every time I get alone with him down there on the floor, he's always more excited about our time alone than I am. He's always wanting to reveal himself in a fresh way that that makes my heart come to a new level of revelation of the love of God and births in me a fresh flow of worship. This is what he wants to do for every one of us. Hallelujah. His magnificent fellowship. And he wants us to know and believe that he is faithful and that he is true. When he speaks those kind words, has anyone ever heard the Holy Spirit speak a word of comfort to you? Give me a wave. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit is so that you can live surrounded with words of comfort and encouragement. That you can live in a place where you never have to walk alone. Where daily, you know, we've got this idea, we don't want to spoil people by, you know, going over the top. But the Bible says, how great is the love that God has lavished, the Father has lavished on us that we might be called sons of God. The Spirit of God within us causes us to cry out, Papa, Papa, Daddy. In fact, he says, you need to pray for the Holy Spirit to give you strength so you can handle the love that I want to pour into you because it's more than you can physically or emotionally handle. It requires supernatural help. So it doesn't come, he doesn't drip feed you little words of comfort every now and then. What the Lord wants to release to you is a river that you can't contain or handle. That you have to cry out, help Holy Spirit I can't take anymore. Fill me, enlarge my capacity, strengthen me with might on the inside so I can fully receive all that you want to pour in. This isn't just a once-off encounter that happens every now and then. That is available for us every minute of every day. It just depends on whether or not you are willing and responsive to the invitation to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen? By the way, we're going to... We love you. We we come to honor you today. Lord, we give you worship. We say you are so faithful. You are so true. Speak to our hearts, Lord. I'm asking that you would bring such comfort, such joy, such love. Minister to people here tonight, Lord. I pray that you'd wrap them up and surround them with your delight, surround them with your joy. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant Jesus tonight. Lord, touch, encourage. Lord, I ask that tonight people would encounter you in such a way that their lives would never be the same again. Lord, that you would reveal your face, you would reveal your heart, your delight to them, Lord, I ask in your precious name. And to pray for a few people as the Holy Spirit leads. But before we pray, pray tonight, I want to give you an opportunity. And the kingdom of God is all about response. He came, laid down his life, did everything that needed to be done so that you could be reconciled to him. But it requires us to respond. You see, you and I have been made, created in the image of God. And in order to be in the image of God, we also have to have a free will. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the image of God. God gave you a free will because it's your free will that is your capacity to love. You have a freedom to choose to respond to the mercy of God, to say, I need Your forgiveness. I need to be made righteous. Here I come to give you my life. And in exchange, I receive by faith your forgiveness, your new life. And I believe right now that you qualify me by the blood of Jesus to be connected to you. You know, it's something that happens when we willingly surrender and the Bible talks about confessing him before man, making a declaration that today I cross the line and I choose to respond to the mercy of Christ and be born again. You see, born, being born again means that you are being born not with a corrupted nature anymore, not of the first Adam anymore, but born again out of the crucified Christ, the, the side of Jesus which was split open, As we put our faith in him, we get to be born again by the spirit of God, where we become brand new creations. Hallelujah. Who no longer have to walk alone ever again, but who are accepted by the blood of Jesus. If you're here today and you know in your heart you need to respond to the mercy of God, you want to get your life right with Christ, you want to be born again. I want to pray for you before we go any further. Is there anyone here tonight that says, yes, that's me? I want to respond to the mercy of Christ. I see your hand. It's beautiful. Anybody else that says, that's me? I want to give my life. Yes, I see your hand. That's precious. Anybody else? Yes, I see you. Anybody else that says, that's me? I want tonight to be the night that I step over the line and I'm born again, where I become a new creation by my free will choice. To respond to the Lord. Anybody else that says that's me? Hallelujah, I see your hand. That's beautiful. Anybody else that says I want to do that? I want to make sure I get my life right with God tonight. Hallelujah. Anybody else here? Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm going to ask you if you would have courage to come. And I want to pray for you. Because in doing this, what you're doing is you are crossing a line like Anna did, where you're saying, okay, God, tonight I'm making a public stance that I'm giving my life to you and I'm surrendering to you that tonight I become a new creation. If you just raised your hand, would you come? I want to pray for you. Give them a hand as they come. God bless you. It's awesome. God bless you. That's so beautiful. Hey. Hey. That's awesome. this beautiful look at them will you reach your hands out to these precious ones right now oh how he loves you would you say this after me out loud believing in your heart what do we say right now this is a holy moment Father God I believe you sent your son Jesus to be punished in my place I believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and rose again. Right now, Lord, have mercy on me. I give you my sin, all of my past. I surrender my life. Come into my life. I exchange my sin for your forgiveness, for your righteousness. Fill me with your spirit. Make me new on the inside. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.